0: Hey, it is great to look out here and to see um, that we're kind of starting to fill this place up. That's fantastic. And uh, next week, uh, we're actually going to be going to kind of a new configuration because uh, we'll be able to get it down to like three feet and we'll have some uh, no masking. And so we're looking forward to that. Next week is our Pentecost party um, because it's going to be Pentecost Sunday and we're going to be looking at just what God has been doing uh, as he has prepared us with his Holy Spirit Um, And he sent us out how we're actually seeing that impact in both our region, but also into the world. And so I hope that you guys can be here next week. Uh, If you're joining us online, it's great to have you here as well, to look out into that camera and know that uh, we have many of you who are still out there. We have uh, regularly too, just to let you guys know, we have people that'll visit us. So we have uh, some parents here this morning. We're actually visiting from Ohio They've been down in Florida, they live in Ohio, and they've been with us for the last several months. So um, it's easy even when you're not in this place, thanks to uh, being able to be online, that some of you guys are with us uh, virtually right now, all over the country. So that's, that's exciting as well. Um, but we are looking forward to seeing what God is going to be up to as we go into the summer season. The times are getting warmer, right? It's getting a little bit nicer, and uh, so we're looking forward to that. Um, I heard it said again this week uh, where somebody said, you know what? We live in extraordinary times, right? And that may be true, right? It's it's pretty extraordinary times. But I got to tell you, I'm starting to feel like extraordinary is a little overrated, right? I don't know. How about about you guys? Anybody ready for a little bit, maybe just ordinary? (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what we're looking for. We're hoping maybe things will just get a little bit of ordinary. So, um, But we're not here this morning just to look for the ordinary. We're looking for beyond the ordinary. And uh, as we think about how we hope that our lives get back to ordinary, part of that is that the Holy Spirit is is here. He is in us. He is working, living through us. And so that means that our lives will never really be just ordinary. Amen? And we're about to uh, read from God's Word. God's Word is anything but ordinary. Right? We're going to be reading about God's spirit. He is anything but ordinary. But I want you to know this morning that as you listen for God's word, God speaks to us in the very ordinariness of our lives. There's nothing that we need that's exceptional or extraordinary to be able to hear him. He says, if we will just open up our ears and open up our hearts, we will hear from him. So let's do that right now as we uh, look at God's word together. If you want to stand with me, if you're at home, Stand with us just to hear from God's word. Uh, We're going to be reading from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 18 through 20. Uh, Ephesians was a book that was written to the church of Ephesus, the people in the church of Ephesus. It was located in, in what's now Turkey. And Paul, who is the writer, he was writing a prayer to them that he had for them and for us. And this is what he says, what he prays in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 through 20. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power working in us who believe, which is the same strength of his might which was working in Christ when he raised him from the dead. You know, when Jesus rose up from the dead, it was anything but ordinary, right? Right? That was something that was completely unforeseen, unexpected. Paul is praying that the eyes of our heart would be open. Not just these eyes, but the eyes of our heart. Our spiritual eyes would be open so that we would know three things. But the third thing that he says, that we would know that that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in us. Because the Holy Spirit is living within us and working in and through us. He is praying that we would know that God has made us just ordinary us into something completely out of the ordinary. Amen? Father, I want to thank you for this morning. I want to thank you for your word. It says that your word is like a sword. It's like a sword that's living and active. It doesn't just wait for someone to wield it. Your Holy Spirit is, is breathing it, but your sword does its work in us. And we pray that this morning, as we keep our ears open to you, as we keep our eyes open to see what you're doing, that we too would be able to know and to hear and to understand what it is that you are doing within us, what it means that you are living in us, that you have taken up residence within us. Father, I pray that these words would not be my words because my words don't mean anything. My words do not have the power to change and transform lives. I pray that instead we would be hearing your words. That by the power of your spirit, you would change us to be more like Jesus. We pray this for your glory, Father. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray this by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come and take just ordinary us and make us completely out of the ordinary this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, as you're sitting down, I want you to take a good look at somebody sitting next to you. If you're at home, find somebody to look at. Maybe it's the dog. But I want you to look at them, and I want you to just think. I mean, they look ordinary enough, right? Take a look. Take a close look. They look ordinary enough, but don't be fooled. They are not just ordinary. So I want you to turn to them, and I want you to say to them, you are not normal. (laughs) Yeah, you guys really got into that one, didn't you? Yeah, a little twist of words means the whole thing. Hey, uh, you know, we spend most of our lives trying to stand out from the crowd, don't we? We try and do something. We don't necessarily want to be in the spotlight, but we do want to be seen as unique. We want to be seen as something that's somebody that's not just ordinary, not just run-of-the-mill, not just commonplace. You know, when I was, when I was uh, growing up, we used to, our house, our family home was across the railroad tracks from where we'd go to church. And so often we'd just walk to church. And when we would, my sister and I would have this competition between us. And as we would approach the railroad crossing, uh, one of us, you know, you had to feel, you know, the moment was just right. You had to feel like, you know, just be sensing that the stars were aligning, maybe that the spirit of prophecy had dropped on you. Cause one of us would say, would say, you know what, I bet when we get up to the railroad tracks, The lights are going to start flashing. The bell's going to start ringing. The gates are going to start coming. Right when we get there, I bet that's going to happen. Now, the trick of this was you didn't want to say it every time because it's not going to happen every time, right? We knew that. You wanted to show how attuned you were to the universe. And so sometimes sometimes we wouldn't say anything. It was almost like a competition to see if we could get all the way there and nobody would say anything. And then when we got there and nothing happened, we kind of look at each other knowingly, you know, like, see, nothing happened. That's why I didn't say anything. And then we'd go on, you know, with our lives. But but in those moments that you knew it was going to happen, you also, you wanted to be first. You wanted to be first because you wanted to show that there was something special about you, right? So we'd be sitting there and you want to say, no, I, I, I'm the one who, I, I knew that was going to happen. Because you want to show that, that somehow you have this special connection with God, that God tells you these kind of important things like when, you know, railroad crossings are going to go off. You know, things that are important for life, you know? And you wanted to show that, you know, I am not just, I have this thing that just separates me from all these ordinary people that I have to kind of live with. Now, what happened was <laughs> most often we were dead wrong about what was going to happen. When we said something was going to happen, it usually didn't. Most of the time we were, we, were, we were 100% accurate when we didn't say anything and we walked up there and nothing happened, right? That's when we were the most accurate. Occasionally, We'd really get thrilled because, because we'd get like within a block and it'd start going off and we'd go, oh, so close, right? You know, I mean, it's, I'm just a little bit off, but I'm getting there. The time that really blew us away <laughs> was that one time, I mean, this is what like launched my sister into sainthood in our eyes, you know, was she said that and we walk up there and I mean, and we're at the base of that hill, just going up to that rise and we get right up there. And the lights start flashing, the bells start going, and the gates start. All of us turn to my sister like, what in the world? Our jaws are on the floor, right? And she's just standing there kind of like this, just smiling to herself going, I knew it would happen. I, I knew it would happen, right? Sometimes I think when we try to be more than, you know, out of the ordinary, out of that just more than the rest of the people, we're trying to be out of the ordinary. I think we're sometimes just out of our minds, Right? We're playing games with ourselves. We're telling ourselves, if we told enough times we went to that railroad, if we said it enough times, I mean, we had trains going through that town all the time. We're bound to get it right one of the times. But we play these games with ourselves. And what's funny is because there are a lot of things that we could look at and see how amazing we actually are. There are so many things that God has just created in us to show us how amazing we and out of the ordinary we actually are. Just like snowflakes, just like sunrises, there are no two people on the planet that are like each other. We all have very different fingerprints, voice prints, eye coloring, hair coloring, personalities, sense of humor, abilities. Our, our DNA is completely different from each other. Not, I mean, it's, it's each one of us has this unique print. That's individual just for us. It'll never be seen again. Our life experience is completely unique. You go down to the microscopic level, and we we are not just ordinary, which means that God, when he gathered, I mean, it's just a handful of elements that we are all made of, but when he gathered them and formed them and arranged them, he wanted us to know that we are not just ordinary. And then you even look at the things that we share, the things that we all have in common. And some of those are just amazing. They're extraordinary. Do you know that just to have the ability to stand up and balance and then to walk and to ride a bike, I mean, that is an amazing feat. Every time we do it, an amazing feat of constant calculation and adjustment and coordination. The ability to look out, like right now, I'm looking at it, and I'm seeing all these faces, but they're not. They're like half faces, right? But we still recognize each other. Do you know how extraordinary that is? There's this ability that we have called, called empathy. Empathy is where I can literally feel what you are feeling as you remember and recount a story or an event to me. And as you are, they've done these studies, as you are describing that to me, my brain is literally firing off in the same centers that your brain is firing off as you tell the story. I am entering into that story with you. I am feeling what you feel. You guys, that's like a superpower. But we all have it. Because God wants us to know we're not just ordinary. But in spite of that, we spend our lives trying so hard to set ourselves apart from everybody else. We try to be the best at something or the first at something, something that will make us feel like it's just, it, it takes us out of just kind of that, that, that normal group of people, even if it's something as goofy as just predicting when a railroad crossing will go off. But we spend our lives chasing after these things. We want to feel that we have this special connection with God. And even those who don't believe in God, they want to feel that they have this special connection with the universe or with some kind of deeper knowledge that just sets them apart. But no matter how hard we chase it, no matter how hard we try, no matter what, how much education we get, how many things that we accomplish, no matter, no matter um, all of our skills, all of our, our good looks, all of our ability to, to, um, to stand up and balance, the fact that we have all these amazing things and we look and we're so unique. No, none of that matters because at the end, most of us just go at life and we still feel like I'm still just ordinary. There's something missing. There's something that we just, we're not measuring up to that measure that we feel that we should be measuring up to. And what we're desperately afraid of is that most of us, we're afraid that someday somebody's going to come across us, so they're going to come along and they're going to kind of pull back that curtain. That curtain of all the, all that kind of facade that we put out in front to show how different we are. And they're going to pull it back and, and they're going to reveal what's just this kind of, this somewhat self-conscious, this confused, the often frightened ordinary person. You know, a chapter after that prayer that we read that Paul had written in Ephesians 1, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, Paul is talking to the Ephesians again. And he says, you know what? You guys were in that same situation. You were in that same place where you're chasing after this exceptionality and instead you were just finding that you were falling into this place where you felt like not only were you ordinary, but you were feeling like you were coming up short. And he says, this is why. It says, remember that at that time, and what time is he talking about? He's talking about that time before you knew Christ, that time before the Holy Spirit had been poured out on you and had, had, been, had taken you out of the ordinary and made you brand new in Christ. Before that time, at that time, you were separated from Christ. At that time, you were alienated from the community of God's people. You were outsiders, cut off from the covenants of promise, having no hope, so without hope and without god in this world you guys that's a description of what it means to be ordinary in this world that is the status and the lostness that we are all born into the moment we enter this earth we enter into this existence that's where that's who we are and out of that comes this feeling of, of not, not ever being able to get there, not ever being on the inside of this, not ever grabbing hold of, of that, that life that we know that we were meant for, we know that we were made for. And it comes this, this feeling of kind of being incomplete so that no matter how much we attain, no matter how much we accomplish, no matter how hard we chase after it, it just, we always feel that we're ordinary. It's never enough. It's never enough. And, and we know, yes, God loves us, right? We know that he loves us. We know as we look at the science of it, and we look at our fingerprints and everything, we know that we're unique. We know that there's something else there. We know that, but still we, we feel this distance, this disconnect from the life that God actually, that we were meant for because we deep down we know we're not we're not meant to be cut off from from separated from Christ separated from God we we know that we're not meant to be cut off from alienated from his people we know that we're not we're not meant to be those who are are separated from the promises that he made, and without hope and without God in this world. We know that. And you know how we can tell that we know that, that every one of us knows that deep down is because we're spending our whole life trying to prove that those things don't apply to us. No matter what we know inside, we're trying to prove that that doesn't, that doesn't apply to us. And so we're constantly, we're trying to, we're, we're doing like what my sister and I did at that the railroad crossing. We're trying to say, you know what? I'm not just ordinary. I am out of the ordinary. I'm inside that that boundary of God's, of this life that God intended me for. I'm living the life right now. That's why we're constantly looking for people's approval as if somehow their approval is going to affirm that we've finally grabbed hold of that life. We're constantly um, trying to set ourselves apart at work or with our friends so that somehow we we can prove to ourselves that we've attained this life. We're constantly trying to cover up our failures. We're trying to act like our weaknesses don't exist because we want to believe. We want to believe that we finally get grabbed hold of this, but truth will not let us play those games with ourselves. It keeps coming back and it pulls back the curtain. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how unique we are. It doesn't matter how much we've accomplished or how many people like us or the games that we play. We find out that we are just, again, we're just ordinary, ordinary in this world, without hope, without God. But God tells us in his word, he says, that is not the life that I meant you for, and that is not the life that I desire to leave you in. He says, instead, no, I have have made you to be out of the ordinary. I have sent my son so that you could be lifted out of the ordinary so that I could pour my spirit to live within you so that he could literally take up residence within you so that you would not just be living in this ordinary place. You know, sometimes we never find the end of that, that emptiness that we feel inside because we're chasing after the wrong things to try and fill it, right? He says there's one thing that can make your life, can make our lives complete, there's one thing that can get us to that settled place where we feel like we're inside the boundary instead of, out of on the outside looking in and always striving. There's one place that we can find that rest and that settledness. And he says it is through this relationship with Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit coming and living, taking up residence within us. That is how we are taken out of the ordinary. Now, I know that as soon as I say that, that I say that God gives us a life that's out of the ordinary. I have to kind of qualify that because immediately when we think of what it means to live out of the ordinary, we mean well. That means I'll be successful at my job. That means that I'll be better than everybody else at something, this, that, or the other thing. We think of superstars and geniuses, and you know we'll be smarter than everybody else, or else that that somehow we'll be super spiritual. You know we'll go down to go down to uh, and We'll you know go down to the beach and we'll Goddard Park. We'll start walking on the water, right? And everybody else has to go swimming, but we go, you know, we go walking. Or, or we'll go to lunch and we just have like a loaf of bread and we'll feed everybody, you know, thousands of people. We think that's what it means to be out of the ordinary. God doesn't ever promise that. He, he says, you know, that's, that's not, you being set apart from everybody else in the eyes of everybody else in this world, that's not what it means to have a life that's out of the ordinary. Instead, he says, he goes back to that prayer that, that Paul had prayed. He says, you know what's more important? You know what I do promise you? That is, is, as you go through life, you may find yourself in the same situation that you're in, but instead of being without hope in this world, you'll have an unshakable hope in this world. Instead of, instead of you, you feeling like you, you're, you're being all, you're lost and you're alone You'll be assured of, you'll be so aware of the constant presence of God with you. And the person of the Holy Spirit who lives actually within you. Instead of feeling like you have no value or that somehow you have to keep earning more and more value to even be recognized or known, you will understand that God has poured out within you and has stamped you with his glory has recreated you as one of his own children. Has he given you a name that is above any name that's in this earth? Jesus has a name above every name, but we also are given name as, of the, as the children of God. It's above any name that we could ever attain here in this earth, and we're, we're given it to show how much, and we're, we see that we become God's most prized treasure. Instead of feeling like life is dragging us along, helpless and confused and terrified, we see that, no, the very life of the Spirit of God, the very power of the life of the Spirit of God is living within us and is directing us and is recreating within us. That's what God means by a life that's out of the ordinary. That's why Paul was praying what he did. He prayed that we would see the hope of his calling that we would see the riches of the glory of his inheritance that are he has in the saints, and that we would see the surpassing greatness of his power that is working in us who believe, which is the same strength of his might which he was working in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He creates an out-of-the-ordinary life in this ordinary me. Do we know that? That's the faith we walk in. That's the hope we walk in. That's the assurance that we walk in. You know, there is a word that we use in the church and that's been used in the church for a long time. It's it's when you take something that's just common, just normal, just kind of ordinary. And it's used, but God God comes and fills that place or that time or that his presence and his power are there. And it becomes like a vehicle of his power and his grace. We call it sacrament. That's what we believe sacrament is. It's, it's not just, and we, we use it when we talk about the, the bread and the juice that we use at, at communion, that that's not just a piece of bread and, and some juice. That is a sacrament. That is where God has chosen this bread and this juice to use to convey to us his grace and his presence. We talk about it when we talk about just normal, everyday water that we use to baptize people in. And they're baptized in this water where we say, no, this is a time of sacrament because through this water, these these people are dying to themselves and they're raised up in the newness of life because they've been crucified with Christ and buried with him and raised up through baptism. We say something happens there. God's presence and his power are made available. His grace is made available through sacrament. You know, our lives are meant to be lives of sacrament. Where you just look at the ordinary me, this is just ordinary me. Anybody who looks from the outside, they say, no, that just looks like kind of any other person, except that God says that his very presence and power have infused us. They have, he has taken up residence within us, and so that changes everything. Paul would write a, a, a letter later, it's 2 Corinthians. It was a letter to a church in Corinth, In 2 Corinthians 4, 7, he says, we need to understand that this treasure that God has given us is it found in jars of clay, Right? Just ordinary pottery jars. They don't look that special from that, but there's a treasure inside. So the jar becomes out of the ordinary because of what it holds. We become out of the ordinary because of who is within us and who will always be within us. Second Corinthians, later in that, that book, in that uh, letter he would write in 12.9, he said, he's, he's talking with God about this weakness that he had. And God says to him, I want you to know that my power is actually perfected in your weakness. Perfected in your ordinariness, he takes ordinary me and me, he makes something out of the ordinary. You know, when we talk about that, we become a vehicle of God's grace. We we need to realize that it doesn't mean you know our eyes don't roll in the back of our heads and we go into a trance and all of a sudden become you know super holy people. We don't start dressing weird and you know eating weird foods and stuff. That's that's not what makes us holy. That's not what makes us out of the ordinary. It's that God has promised that through Jesus Christ, His Holy Spirit comes and He lives inside of us and it changes everything. And suddenly we're brought inside that boundary and we can just settle. We we find a peace that's beyond comprehension, it's beyond explanation, because things outside of our lives don't change. It may not be peaceful outside. This world may not be a peaceful place, but inside, within, we find, no, I have finally attained that peace. That I've grabbed hold of that peace that I've been looking for in Christ because God is here. He is with me and it changes everything. So the question is, how do we, how does God create that? How does God create that out of the ordinary life in an ordinary person like me? Three things. One We need to know this. It begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. It begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, there are a lot of people that go to church all their life and they hang out with Christians all their life. They're good. They do good things all their life, but they never enter into the life that God meant for them Because no one ever tells them that that life is not found in just being in the church or just relating to Christians or just being good, that life is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ, where where we we are connected directly with him by faith. And and that, that relationship is as easy to begin as just entering into a prayer, just saying a prayer, just speaking to God and saying, God you know what, I want that life that you have for me. It's as easy as just saying, God, I have have fallen short of that. I've fallen short of that in the way that I've lived, in the way that I've I've spoken, in the way that I've treated others, in the way that I've related to you, I've fallen short. And we confess that. We confess those shortcomings, those sins that are in our life. And we say, God, you need to, if anything's going to change, you're going to need to change it. So we ask for that forgiveness. We ask for that gift that he has offered of that life in Christ. But then secondly, it says, and we ask him to come and take up residence within us. We ask him to send his Holy Spirit to take this ordinary and change it into something out of the ordinary. It begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing looks different on the outside. I don't suddenly start glowing, right? I don't start speaking words that nobody's ever heard before and they're bowled away by my extensive wisdom. And nothing changes and yet everything's different because He's made something out of the ordinary, out of ordinary me. Second, so first begins with the relationship with Jesus Christ. Second, it takes hold as we begin to establish a friendship, a true relationship with the Holy Spirit. As we begin, we started the service by saying, just open your ears up. Listen to what God has to say. Open your heart up so that you can understand and take it and do it. We need to be doing that daily. That we walk with the Holy Spirit. That we let him lead. He's the one that makes a difference in our life. It's not about, it's not about us. You know, God God does something in our hearts and it's not, it is about his presence. His presence is what changes us. That's what makes us different. We're not different because of what we bring to this equation. We're different because of what he brings. We are those jars of clay that suddenly we are valuable because of what we contain. And it's not just like a, you can pour it back out again. It's more like, I've heard it, it compared to like when you make tea. When you make tea and you boil the water and you dunk the tea in there, you can't separate the tea back out from the water. It's there. God is in us now. And through Christ, he just becomes a part of our life, and we can learn how to follow what he says, and we then do what he says. And it's not even so much doing by our own power. It's more like getting out of his way to let him have his agenda and, and have his kind of itinerary for our life and following into it, knowing that if we follow him into it, he will provide the power to actually do the things that he's calling us to do. He will work miracles. That's when we start got, seeing God do things out of the ordinary through us. And we think of, we think of you know, what, what out of the ordinary things like miracles and you know, healings and that kind. Of, yeah, he'll do that every once in a while, but, but also what about things like forgiving people? That's not a normal thing to do not when we're protective, not when we're trying to set ourselves apart. It's not normal to just let people off the hook. What about forgiveness? What about acts of compassion, where we take something that is rightfully ours (laughs) and we give it to someone else, not even knowing if we're ever gonna get recompensated for it or not, right? Acts of compassion, that's not normal. That's not ordinary. We start seeing the Holy Spirit work through us things that are out of the ordinary, acts of selflessness. We start hearing him speak through his word and he speaks wisdom through us. And we start seeing lives transformed by inner, our interaction with them, not because of who we are, but because of who the Holy Spirit is through us. So first, it's established, it's, it started with a relationship with Jesus Christ. It, it takes hold as we grow in this friendship and in this walk with the Holy Spirit, the third thing we need to understand is that this is perfected, this out-of-the-ordinary life is perfected through a life of faith. Through a life of faith. If we look back at the verses that we read, it says that um, it says, we need to know what is the surpassing greatness of his power that is working in us who believe. Now, that word believe is the same word that's used that means faith, is the same word that means trust. A life of faith is this, is that even if nothing looks out of the ordinary around us, even in those times that we feel like God's not even there anymore, we still know, we still believe that he is faithful to his promises, he is faithful to his work, that he, he will not remove the tea from the water, <laughs> he's not gonna separate himself from us, that he is still there. And he will always be there. That in those times that we trust that he is still there, and, and that's when we, we need to begin to see what, what Paul talks about with the eyes of our hearts, the, the eyes of faith, to say, you know what? Yeah, it doesn't look like anything ordinary, un, out of the ordinary is happening here, but you are with me so I know that everything that happens is out of the ordinary. Because you have come into me and into my life to make something out of the ordinary, out of the ordinary me. Amen?